Welcome to the Passel Podcast CMO Series. Welcome to the Passel CMO Series Podcast, where we discuss all things marketing and business development within professional services. My name is Alistair Bone, and today we are excited to discuss the topic of building an effective relationship between the CEO, managing partner, and their chief marketing officer within a law firm. Marketing and business development continue to rise in importance across the legal industry. And in particular, for those ambitious firms, this is naturally moving the relationship between the CMO and the managing partner or CEO far more into the spotlight. Today, we're lucky enough to dive into the topic of strategic relationships at the highest of levels. To discuss this, I want to welcome Daljeet Dougal, the CEO of Foley and Lardner, and Karee Kompund Buckman, Chief Marketing and Business Development Officer at Foley. Welcome both. Thank you. Yeah, great to have you on. Uh, understand you've both been very busy at the moment, so we very much appreciate you you making the time today. Happy to. Happy to talk. Brilliant, brilliant. So uh, without any further ado, obviously, um, from our perspective, we really like to open up with very much a kind of broad question. Um, so actually, just to give the context to the listeners, uh, we'd love to hear uh, about when you both first began forming that close professional relationship um, and when you kind of realized the importance it would have for you guys moving forward. Yeah, why, why don't I start? Um, so, so I think, you know, from my perspective, it, it started very, very early on, kind of the pre-hire process, actually. Um, uh, you know, I was lucky, lucky enough to be included in the interview process as we were searching for a new chief marketing officer. And, you know, I had the opportunity to, you know, interview with uh, Corey. And I think it really started that time because we had developed a new strategic plan as a law firm which was really heavy on marketing and business development initiatives. So there really was a specific skill set that we're looking for, a type of energy and dedication, somebody that was willing to think outside of the box. Um, and one of the things that a lot of people in our in my firm will hear me say is, I don't know what I don't know. And I'm a lawyer. I'm not a marketing or business development person. You know, I've obviously developed business over my career, but but when you're talking about an institution, and a law firm that's been around for 180 years, um, looking to really sort of pivot, you know, and change as the world's changing in, in this profession, and 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 as the you know the business of law is changing, it's really important that we you know work hand in hand with whoever we hired as a chief marketing officer. And so during the interview process, you know, it really started um, between Corey and I developing a relationship. And then as she started at the firm, we just started, you know, working together very closely from the beginning. And it was at the same time we had adopted a new strategic plan and we were just starting to roll it out. Uh, and Corey was, it was and is, continues to be a big part of our execution phase on that. So for me, it just really started from day one. Oh, thank you very much for that. And Corey, I'd love to understand a little bit about sort of since you landed at the firm, your, your thoughts as well. Yeah, so a couple of things that were really helpful when I started to ask key people, you know, who are, you know, just in general, who are the people who I need to get to know, whether they're on the, the business professional side or they're the lawyers. And obviously, Dalji came up multiple times for a lot of different reasons is he has been on the management committee of the firm. He's been a department chair. He was an OMP. He's played every key leadership role that you can. And now obviously is the CEO. And that wasn't announced at the time when I started. So naturally just knowing his background with the firm and that he'd also been a part of creating the strategic plan. He'd been on that committee. It just made good sense to spend time with him and understand all the parts of the, of the business, but also understand the culture of the firm. And in general, I just know that building these relationships are going to help with me getting input and also 
basically not making as many foot faults as I probably would have had I not spent time with somebody like Dalji. Yeah, certainly. It speaks volumes for, for you both in terms of that ability to build relationships uh, within the firm and I guess the culture at Foley and Lardner because, you know, having been fortunate enough to speak to various other people in your position, Corey, not everyone always has that that chance. So fantastic that you've been able to do, do that. Um, actually, picking up on, on a, one, one of the things you said there, Daljeet, around, you know, you're a lawyer, you don't know what you don't know, um, and you kind of focus in on your area. It'd be really good to understand why you think it's important for the firm CEO or the managing partner to invest in their relationship between those marketing and BD leaders um, and sort of another layer to that would be sort of what does it mean for you in your role for the firm's marketing and BD team to be for performing at their highest level? I think you know just generally as a professional services organization you know our you know our goal is to service people right service our clients but at the same time you really do need to have an investment in all your people within the organization mm -hmm. so it's not always about thinking about outside to our service during clients i mean from my perspective i look at it that we have to be committed to investing in all our people our, our business development marketing people for sure but also the other people within our firm and all our business professionals I, you know i take the approach that you know, we need to invest in all of them. And for me, it's important for me to get to know them because if I don't develop a relationship with them, I don't think we can perform together well. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's just, you know, it's not, it's something even as casual as just knowing each other and spending time with each other and, and socializing with each other, or just getting to know a little bit about themselves and their families. I think that just always provides for a better working relationship. But as to our business development and marketing uh, group, it's very important that we invest in that because that is the lifeline of our business is developing clients, continuing to servicing clients, making sure we expand our, our client base and retain our client base and continue to be thinking as a partner with a, with our clients. We have to sort of strategically align ourselves, you know, a, you know, with where the industry is going. And for us, uh, we've really strategically aligned ourselves in four different areas of the evolving marketplace where we are very strong in four, four sectors, energy, healthcare, and life sciences, innovative technology and manufacturing. Those are areas that we're very strong in. And, you know, we need to continue to build our brand in that area and continue to attract business in those areas. And it's really our business development and marketing group that that helps us and our partners and our colleagues within the firm um, create that brand and continue to expand and grow on that brand. So it's, it, I think it's very important we invest in our business development and marketing group. And I think that all starts with developing relationships with each other. Yeah, certainly. And I think with everybody in that sort of marketing and BD group being right at the forefront of what's happening, you say, understanding where the market's shifting and then having had that ability yourself to, to build the team, really get to know people, uh, just means that there's that free flowing information and everybody knows the direction you're moving in, which is, I think is amazing. And having been in team sport myself, I know how important it is to understand everybody on a on a personal level. Um, and also, uh, Corey, bringing you into this, it'd be great to understand from your perspective, you know, what it means to have such a close relationship and, and that support from your CEO um, and then also when you think about your team you know what does it mean to the marketing and BD functions at Foley as a whole? So one of the things that I think is probably critical to having a good relationship is that what we're trying to do as a department is drive our components of the strategy that we just talked about mm. really increasing the services for the lawyers and overall is to grow revenue. In order to do those things, you have to be able to pivot quickly. You have to be able to come up with new ideas and new initiatives so that we are able to engage with our clients and get new clients. But traditionally, law firms are, are a little more, you know, in general, they're a little slow to move. 
And having this relationship with Daljeet has been really critical because we need to do things quickly. And by getting his input and getting his support, we're able to push forward on a lot of key initiatives that we needed to in order to elevate what we're trying to do around our, our strategy and our four key sectors. That's amazing. Yeah, I think uh, it just demonstrates how key, uh, we're not even halfway through and how key that relationship is that you both have in terms of moving everything forward at the firm. Um, so I guess kind of to understand that a little bit further, it'd be really good to understand, um, and maybe I'll open it up first of all to, to yourself, Karee, before maybe Dolgit says something, but um, how do you work in practice together? Um, and going into that a little bit deeper, you know, how often are you meeting and what are you sort of typically discussing, if you don't mind sharing that with us? Sure. So again, it's not rocket science. Um, Daljeet and I have a, a standard set call every other week. And that's where we just walk through. Here are some key things going on in that conversation. I, I like to tell him, here are the things you need to know. Here are the things I need from you. And you know, here are things that we kind of have in the pipeline that we should be discussing in the future. And then also it's not just using that time and taking you know only those meetings and communicating it's also having the informal discussions of right. i have no problem you know sending him a text he'll send me a text if it's you know something we need to talk about right away i am i mean and then obviously using the old traditional telephone is we'll have a lot of conversations daljeet's on the road a lot he'll be driving and sometimes it's just easier to get a hold of him that way and just carving out those few minutes to talk but in addition to that as we both are traveling you know to the various offices and sometimes we end up in the same cities and just taking that time to say can we just carve out 10 minutes while we're here in person because that dialogue is also different and just making sure that we're in constant communication of the different things that are going on but it has to be a priority and for me it's a priority to make sure he knows what's going on but also for him to engage with me so i know what's going on so i can help further the business yeah, certainly. And uh, Daji, I mean, I, I know both of you are incredibly busy. You're on the road the whole time. So is that kind of that every, you know, the, the call that you have every other week, that's kind of sacrosanct in your diary, you know, as much as possible. I'm, I'm guessing neither of you try to move it. As much as possible, but sometimes some things come up, right? So we have to, we have to move them. That's the reality of life. But I, I think what, what balances that all nicely is what Karee talked about is, we have a lot of those informal discussions, you know, so, you know, and, and I think that's important because things come up and things evolve and things change. And I think we can all efficiently do our work better if we're able to get in touch with each other and just get some quick direction or quick input. Um, I trust her and her team. They're, they're doing an amazing job. But every once in a while, it's helpful for her to, if she has something on her mind, she wants to bounce off of me. Um, she just calls me. We'll, we'll talk, you know, as I'm driving home or if I'm driving to the airport or wherever it is, or she'll text me or instant message me. And, and, I, and I really like that because I think that's just a working relationship. I, I try not to get into the weeds with things uh, because like I said, I, I trust our team. They're doing a great job. At the same time, I like to know, you know what's going on and it's helpful that I get updates uh, of what's happening and, and she gets my input on things. And uh, I, I think that's, that's the, the great relationship we have. And I try to have with all of our our, our leaders within the firm and anyone for that matter. I, I try, I've always told everybody that I'm accessible. I'm, I'm hopefully approachable and people uh, feel comfortable talking to me and bouncing things off of me so we can, you know, move in real time. Cause you know, sometimes things can't wait for that bi-weekly call and a little bit of a quick discussion helps move things forward. Yeah, certainly. I can imagine so. And it, it sounds like, you know, you really are able to focus in on that, that those four pillars and the strategy and in those kind of bigger calls that you have. But 
clearly from both of you what comes through is just how important those informal conversations are um, and how the ability of being able to just have those you know, impromptu chats really brings a lot out in terms of those conversations. Um, and I was actually going to ask around kind of whether there are any practices or habits that either of you have found are particularly useful when it comes to forming that relationship. I think maybe you've kind of almost answered it with, with you know, those informal chats are something that's almost really cemented it and allowed you to really develop everything forward, I guess, um, in terms of what you're trying to achieve and, and both, I guess, personally and professionally. Would there be anything else that you would add on to that? Or, or do you think actually that has been kind of always the key? No, I, I'll start. I, I think that that has been, I think, the key, you know, and it, I probably sound like a broken record at some point, but, you know, I think it's just important you establish those relationships because I think relationships are key in anything, whether you're working with your team members internally or you're working with clients. Uh, if you have those relationships and, and the trust of each other and you form those bonds with each other, it'll, it'll take you places. And I, I think that's something that Corey and I had the privilege of doing early on, um, they got us to this level where we're informal and able to talk to each other very, you know, quickly and, um, and develop that informal relationship because we kind of all started in our roles and they're the same time. You know, I was transitioning into my role as uh, uh, chairman of the firm and CEO of the firm. And she had been here probably less than a year or six months at that time. So we were both getting into this, you know, sort of our, our tasks, you know, that we we're going to be doing going forward at the same time. And that that allowed us to sort of just roll our sleeves up and and work together and get aligned together and think strategically about what we want to accomplish. And then, you know, touch base with each other as we move forward on that on that pathway. Yeah, certainly. I can imagine. And what about yourself, Corey? Was there, there anything that you've, you would add to that? Yeah, I would add something, honestly, is that I think Daljeet has a style about him, which he shared right away. He said, typically when I come up with ideas or I, you know, express an opinion, people naturally just agree with me. He's like, I don't want people to disagree with me. I'd actually like them to provide their own opinions or if they disagree, you know, push back so that we actually have a dialogue. And of course, I took that to heart because for me, it's all about straight talk. I'm like, get to the point, you know, what do we need to do? How are we going to move forward? Because I mean, my job truly is to to move the firm, you know, really progress the firm for our strategy, really progress the firm in the marketplace. And if he and I are dancing around topics or dancing around issues, it's just going to take that much longer. And so we don't always necessarily agree on everything, but it's let's have a conversation and let's let's think it through and get to the right, you know, the right outcome. But that was critical is he was very upfront about that. And I was also very upfront that it is easier for me if he is just absolutely a straight shooter. We can have straight conversations. I'm not very sensitive. So um, in, a, in a good way, I think I'm not very <laughs> sensitive where it's okay. He doesn't have to agree with me. He can hate 99 of my ideas, but let's make sure that we're on the same page. Yeah, I think it's so important having been in environments where you can just be straight talking to people. It, it, it Often it lands a lot better, particularly, as you say, if you're not necessarily emotional in that sense uh, and you know, clearly helps ultimately the ultimate goal that you're both striving for. Um, I think you kind of summed up there in terms of what you're trying to achieve, which is, you know, as the marketing and BD function, move the needle, you know, really progress fully within the market. Um, so if we kind of start looking at that and, and delving a little bit deeper into it, Dalji, um, when it comes to you assessing the impact of marketing and business development. You know, what are you really looking for from Korea and her team? Um, and what's sort of the most valuable metrics for you as the, as the CEO? Well, I mean, I think just generally, you know, we are 
really in an environment that's just changing. Uh, the competitive landscape, the industry, everything's changing pretty fast. And, and I, what I'm looking for is creativity and forward thinking. Um, and as Corey mentioned, I guess I, I forgot that I'd said that to her initially, but, <laughs> but that, that, that's the truth. You know, I mean, I, you know, it's, I guess one of the downsides, what I've realized, you know, in my new position is people sometimes tend to agree with me and I'm not looking for somebody to agree with me. I want people around me that are going to challenge us and, you know, push us to evolve and, and innovate and, and move forward and, and just be able to be more competitive in, in the new world that we're seeing. So for me, you know, metrics are, are important. And sometimes I, I find it hard to figure out how do you judge progress? Um, now, there are different ways we can, and we're looking at things. You want to see your brand recognition increase over time. You know, you want to see your revenue. I mean, let's be honest, right? At the end of the day, business development marketing is we want our revenue to increase. Mm -hmm. We want to uh, do a good job for existing clients, continue to be their go-to service providers, help them think for their business and grow more revenue from them and then bring in new clients and grow more revenue and service them properly. So at the end of the day, when you look back, we you know, we have created a five-year action plan that has some steps in it that Corey has developed that I they sat down with her and we went through and I provided some input on that that I'm really happy about and excited about. And, you know, we do have to have success metrics to it. And some of that revolves around revenue, you know, revenue increasing and also brand recognition increasing in the marketplace. But, you know, we've had some huge strides in, in our first year. And one of the great things that Korea and our team have put together is our social media presence. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, again, this is something that probably wasn't there five or 10 years ago. And we're law firms thinking about how active they should be on social, social media. I, I will say we weren't. Um, but over the last few years with, with Korea and our team, we have really increased our social media presence. And it's um really uh, providing dividends, you know, where I think we are top of mind of a lot of general counsels and C-suite, you know, C-suites in the marketplace. And people know who Foley and Lardner is. And I, and I think some of that's attributable to our, not only our great work we do in the marketplace, but just getting that brand out there in a different way. Um, that is just the new way uh, things operate uh, these days. Yeah, that's super exciting and sort of shows that I guess the, the new age of where law firms can go and what you can do with with, with the digital sphere, I suppose. Um, and I know you touched upon there, obviously having that that five year plan and you're a year into it. And I'm very excited to see where, where Foley goes as you both continue this relationship and take it forward. Um, and, and kind of that naturally leads into something that I'd, I'd really love to understand and probably open up to, to you, Corey, is actually, you know, where do you see the firm heading from here? Um, and, and with that sort of how do you see the role of marketing BD at the firm? changing as part of that so where we're headed as a firm is you know a lot of where we've been and obviously it's doubling down on those things that we're really good at we just talked about well what are we known for in the market and four things that we're really known for in the market are some key sectors energy healthcare life sciences manufacturing and innovative technology those are things that we know we're really good at and so we're going to really focus on progressing their action plans, getting them more well-known in the marketplace, but capturing client experiences within those sectors and taking those clients and best practices and making sure we're sharing that across those sectors. That is where we're headed as a firm, is really focused on looking at data within mm -hmm. those, those the sectors so that we can create you know, new innovative business solutions for our clients using data that we have in the firm, but now collecting it and capturing it and leveraging it in a different way so that we can be more collaborative across the entire business, which benefits to our clients. 
the more seamless we are as a firm and the more we can see through the trends of our data of our clients is going to be really beneficial to us now and in the future. And when I joined is Daljeet is very focused on where can we improve you know, internally on our, our business mm. parts, where our business function is what data are we capturing already from our clients? And are we syncing them up that data? Are we syncing the data up so that we can actually use it to our advantage to find white space in the market? Where should we be? Who should we be looking at? But also what clients should we be working with? What clients should we be more focused on that we already have in our you know, client list that are really going to benefit from our sector strategy? So that's where we're headed as a firm. It's just really focused on how to better service our clients and using a lot of data to get there. Yeah, without a doubt, data, data is king moving forward. And I think the more that uh, any business, particularly law firms sitting on so much of it, can harvest that and really uh, utilize it in, in a positive way as if you're as you're trying to achieve there. And by the sounds will definitely do. It's, it's only a very, very good thing. Um, what about yourself, Dolgeese? Is there, is there anything that, that you might add around that? I mean, clearly technology is going to be really important um, as, as you move forward, as Corey's touched upon there. Is there anything that you really see happening? I mean, I, I totally agree with Corey. I mean, I think the the idea of data is going to be very important. Technology is going to be important. Efficiency is going to be important, and also bringing those efficiencies to our clients. Mm-hmm. One of the you know things we always talk about at our firm here is, you know, we're at Foley. We're you know eleven hundred lawyers, twenty five offices, a wide range of experience in those four sectors we talked about: healthcare, life sciences, manufacturing, energy, <clears throat> and innovative technology. But we have a wealth of knowledge and we need to be able to bring that knowledge to our clients collectively as a whole. And we talk about bringing the whole of the firm to the whole of the client, right? So leveraging all the knowledge base that we have as an institution and bringing that to our clients is important for us. And, you know, law firms aren't that quick to innovate, but we have to innovate um, and we have to be able to provide those solutions to our clients, help them think through issues and help them think through their business, not just solve, be there to solve a problem on the specific day and pick up the phone when they call with a specific issue. We want to be out there thinking for our clients and helping bring solutions to them and help them think about things that they're struggling with and bringing solutions to them. So the more we can leverage our data, our technology, our firm's wealth of knowledge as a whole and bring that power to our clients, I think the more effective we're going to be. Yeah, I absolutely love the comment that you made of uh, bring the whole firm to the whole of the client, you know, because so many firms, I think maybe in the um typically are not doing that and there's kind of it quite closed off in different areas so again just it's just another great demonstration of how forward thinking Foley is in terms of where you're, you're both taking the firm um so that kind of brings us actually round to, to to towards the end and I, I there's one question that we kind of typically round off and you know it's a little bit more unique to you both but what we'd love to understand is if there's one piece of advice uh for those who are looking to build a strong relationship between the CMO and their CEO at, at a law firm so Dolji if you'd like to maybe kick us off and then we'd love to hear hear from yourself, Corey. Sure. Um, I guess the one advice I would give is um, lean on on your people and trust your people. Um, I I think that's one thing that has really, you know, helped the relationship between Corey and I thrive is I I trust the people we have working, you know, her and the people that we have working in our department. They're great. Um, let Let them run with things. Let them challenge the norms and bring ideas to you and think differently, um, you know, and, and collaborate. Uh, I think collaboration is important and the connections that we have 
are important, but lean on your people, let them, you know, these are, you know, and I, I said earlier, you know, I don't know what I don't know. I, I'm a lawyer. I'm trained to think a certain way, right? Marketing and business development people are, are, are uh, trained to think a different way than me. And that's great. Uh, and I love that. And I want to embrace it. So I want them to really be creative and, and, and run with things uh, and, and bring to the business of law a side that lawyers typically aren't that good at. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's, it's, it's good honesty there. And, and what about for yourself, Corey? So my biggest piece of advice is about building the relationship is having a really upfront conversation when you first start working with somebody like we talked about is what's the best way to communicate? How can we build, you know, how can we build a, a trusted advisor relationship between each other? Where are we headed? But more importantly, it's having those informal touch points. And that is the best piece of advice because I think that's what's been really helpful to me, not only at Foley, but mm. in previous roles is reaching out and saying, let's go grab lunch. Can we grab coffee really quick? Can we just connect on a human level, which provides that relationship foundation that you need in order to actually be more honest with each other? That's what I think has been really helpful, but you have to find a cadence that works for you. But as the CMO is, you have to make it a priority to build that relationship. The CEO is so busy that it's your job to make sure that you're making the time to build that relationship. He has a lot of things, he or she has a lot of things that they need to do. And they aren't always thinking about how to focus on just your department because they have to oversee the entire firm. No, thank you very much. I think that is a, a fantastic note to, to finish on. I mean, I just love the fact that, you know, from your point of view, Dalji, you just trust in your in the people around you and want to learn from them. And, and from your point of view, Korea, it really shows that kind of human level of just the fantastic ability you have to, you know, build those relationships and strive that forward. So thank you very much to, to both of you for your time. It's been, been an absolute pleasure and joy to talk with you. So yeah, thanks. Thanks again. Oh, thank you. Thank you.